So how was E3? Oh, it was incredible. What did you like the most? Uh, Half-Life 3 and 4 being announced at the same time, coming out in a purple box. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a surprise. Switch Pro 4K. Switch Pro 4K. Another amazing addition. All metal case, tempered glass screen. External battery pack. <laughs> what? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You carry it like a backpack. <laughs> you carry it like a backpack. That's how they squeezed in the 4K graphics card, right? It's got a fusion cell. You have to feed it vegetable scraps. Have you not seen Back to the Future 2? I thought it'd just be a tube piped right up your backside. <laughs> it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, E3 hasn't happened yet. We're recording this in the past. This episode is being recorded on June the 2nd. Wait, how did you get off so lightly on the... <laughs> E3 predictions? Yes. I just left it all to you. Psych. What would I predict? Fallout 76 being full of bullshit microtransactions. Metroid Prime 4 somehow being a disappointment. That's too generic. That's too generic. <laughs> Epic Games counter-suing PUBG Corporation and saying they can't use the Unreal 4 engine. That's not really E3. It's all too real. Something fast call. Please. Absurd. Absurd, please. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What would be silly? What would be silly? Mario windsurfing? What's another sport Mario hasn't done? Mario Highlight? Mario Ping Pong? Mario MMA. Mario MMA! Oh, you see, your ideas are so much better than mine. Super Mario MMA. Yoshi in a submission hold. His tongue just like rolling out across the mat. Peach on the other end of that. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I was about to make some comment about Wario sitting on someone, but then when you said Peach, it's like, this is probably not appropriate now. Could have gone with Toad. Could have gone with Toad. Toad's hat being knocked off, except it's not a hat, and this is actually a trip to the ER. I'm, I feel really sick today, mentally. My mind is in, in weird places. I thought you were going to say, like, under his hat are his genitals or something. What? This isn't Men in Black. He's not a ball chinian. Oh dear. What's wrong with you today, Tingothy? I've, I've been in the flat all day again. We're recording these back to back on consecutive weekends because you are going on holiday. Yes, it's, I'm going on holiday. It's an episode out of time. Any other pre-chat? So this week, according to Alexa.com, <laughs> I love how you had to clarify that, actually, because it could be like, Hey, Alexa! Sorry if I just triggered your Alexa. Is Reddit more popular than Facebook? Boop, boop. Reddit is more popular than Facebook. No, Alexa.com. Reddit now is the second most popular website in the US. Wait, wait, wait. What's the most popular? Google, I guess. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Pornhub or something. Imagine if Pornhub was more popular than Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that would be impressive. <laughs> So Reddit is more popular than Facebook? Yes. Uh, do you know what's depressing? What's depressing? Reddit is trying to turn into Facebook. Stop it, Reddit. Bad Reddit. So everyone will have a profile page? Yeah, they've instituted a new profile page. They've made a new Reddit UI, even on desktop. It does look prettier and cleaner. 
but is also just really annoying in numerous other ways. Reddit must really hate users like me, because we're just like stuck in the past. We're just like, no, don't make any changes. I like this horrible looking site. But I really do like this horrible looking site. I refuse to use the mobile view, even on my mobile. They're like, but we crafted this mobile view just for you. And I'm like, I don't want your mobile view. Show me the desktop website. Stop trying to suggest me Reddit mobile. Stop trying to suggest me the app. I'm very particular about my Redditing. But the desktop view doesn't give you the media immediately. But I'm fine with that. I like to see my 25 links at a time, have a look at them, click on the ones I'm interested in, click back and get that same page of 25 links and click on another one that I'm interested in. And they have changed it and it's infuriating because the default sort mode now is called best instead of hot. And instead of it being the top rated things from all the subreddits you are subscribed to, it's instead the things that are kind of most active. So it changes like second by second, which means that you'll get a page of 25 links. You'll click on one. You'll look at it. When you go back, the 25 links you're presented with are often completely different. And so they're going, well, this is great. The page is much more dynamic, but I'm going, where was that thing I saw on the front page a few seconds ago? I want to read that link, but now it's gone. And the only way to find it is to go into that specific subreddit and find it. For about a week, I thought it was a bug, but usually Reddit bugs get fixed and this one just didn't get fixed. And so I started looking around for bug reports and eventually found a thread on a bug reporting subreddit where people are just raging about the best sorting. There's no way to default it back to hot. The reason they've done this is because in the new UI, when you click on a link, it doesn't actually follow the link. It just opens it in a like an iframe or something, like a hover window. So you never actually leave the page, which is why it's fine for it to resort if you refresh. But for people stuck in the past, it is infuriating. I do feel like they are obviously trying to just make everyone who is refusing to engage with their new site redesign move over to the redesign by making the old one infuriating in really subtle ways. Ways that are subtle enough that they can go, oh, we're not deliberately trying to force you to use the new one. The old one's still there, but they're just trying to make the old one unusable in really subtle ways to force you to do it. Sorry, sorry. I I feel very passionately about Reddit as someone who spends far longer than is healthy on Reddit. This is probably a good thing. This is probably going to push me away from using the site full stop. I can almost relate to people who complained about the Snapchat UI redesign. Yeah, if you use a thing a lot and then they just change it, it is infuriating. I can see that Reddit wants to do it because they need to make money somehow. Oh, Reddit's such a trolley place. I don't think I use Reddit correctly, actually, because the whole point of Reddit really is that you're meant to have a pseudonymous personality. Is that right? Well, is that the right way of putting it? You're supposed to not really post under your real name or a name that's identifiable as you. And then you're supposed to just, <laughs> I was going to say troll people. You're not really supposed to use Reddit like this. But I do feel like a lot of the hilarious stuff that comes out of Reddit is a result of people using it like this. And all the novelty accounts like Poem for Your Sprog or Schnoodle Doodle Doo, Shitty Watercolor. Like, you know, you see these 
people posting again and again and again with their kind of meme posts. And they're really good, some of them. Reddit A. I can't believe... What did I do before Reddit? I had a much more fulfilling life. I had many more hours of sleep. Did YouTube and Reddit come together? Yes. They are a since-moving-to-Hong-Kong phenomenon. I never used to do this when I was in the UK. What did you do before YouTube? Play World of Warcraft. <laughs> April's now using Reddit. Does she like it? She's not like, this is a boring site for boring people. She doesn't get it yet. She has to find subreddits she cares about. But the popular ones are okay generally. You just need to steer clear of the trolly ones, the ones that are asking for trouble. What surprises me is, you know, you always say, oh, I can't sleep, I'm just watching YouTube or reading Reddit. But what are you doing late at night on YouTube and Reddit? Watching food videos and watching cute animals. Yeah, I know. So wholesome, Mike. It's so, I know, it's so disappointing, isn't it? You'd be like, what's Mike doing? I bet he's just like watching porn for hours. No, sadly not. You've seen my viewing history. The most hilarious thing is, did you... I was showing you today, my recent discovery has been this guy called like MRE Steve something something. We'll put a link in the show notes. And it's a guy who just eats military rations. He's like, this is a 1950 Korean War ration of blah, 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 blah. And then he'll open it and go, hmm, still good. And then he'll he'll eat a biscuit from it and go, oh, it's amazing. It's still fresh and wholesome. And oh, no, wait, it's rancid. And my tongue is furring up. But actually... He really goes for it. And when he's eating the more modern rations, like he'll get a 2017, you know, like Australian military ration and he'll be going, oh, it's so delicious. And he's like, hmm, that's really wholesome. Oh, the fruit's coming through. And yet he, he describes it and it makes it sound so delicious. It makes me want to eat military rations. This has been my latest late night viewing black hole of disaster. How long did you sleep last night, Mike? Mm, let me check my Fitbit. Oh, five hours. What were you doing until 2 a.m.? Uh, I watched four half-hour videos about a guy eating military rations. While I'm dieting. While I'm dieting. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Tingathy. We are a book club for games. But not today. We're not even going to talk about... News. Gaming news, no. Today is an episode out of time... I really want to follow that up with out of place, but I don't know why. Makes no sense. Well, it's kind of out of place, because we're recording it at your place. So if the audio quality is worse than normal, that's why. And if the audio quality is better than normal, (laughs) then that's why. So what are we talking about today? The top 100 games of all time, as decided by an external group of people. Are we not going to say which external group of people? I don't know, should we? Yeah, I think we should say. By IGN. By IGN. We need to make this list available. We will. Maybe we'll only make our full list available when we finish this review, because we're not going to talk about all 100 games today. No. In fact, we're not going to talk about all 100 games ever, it sounds like, because you want to do from 50 to 26 today. But you also want to talk about 100 to 51. Yeah, we'll skim through it because I can't bear to let these 50 games go unmentioned. So the reason for this is I wanted to find out how qualified we were to talk about games. And so taking this list, we're going to look at 
how many we've played and how many we finished yes of the ones that can be finished in my mind i thought between the two of us if we got 80% between the two of us yeah we'd be doing very well spoilers i have over 80% on my own really yeah well that's why we're here because of sir michael because i definitely don't have that on my own i think it's important to say we're not critiquing this top 100 it's more about what we've played from the top 100 and our what we can add from that of oh, you totally critiquing this top 100 <laughs> i feel like you're making the statement just to remind me not to critique this top 100 because my immediate instinct was to critique this top 100 i mean i'm going to say right now number 100 on this list pokemon go what the hell pokemon go i suppose it is a phenomenon but still you're still playing it i suppose i'm still playing it on and off i do find it really funny this list is much more recent than any top 100 list i've seen which is actually a good thing we can't be stuck in the past forever also xcom is still on the list so i approve but still i'm i'm genuinely surprised that there are a lot of very new games on the list i'll do my best not to critique too much you already started <laughs> you're right there's no point holding back now <laughs> Let's just go. You've already done 100. Okay, so 100 to 51 very quickly because Ting has decreed we don't have time to talk about everything. Oh, there's so much to say. There's so many things to talk about. I think there's a lot of solid choices in here. I do think there are some that I personally would have put higher up, but then we actually have talked about those ones already since we did that Seven Fave Games episode. So there's some stuff in there like XCOM and final fantasy tactics that probably would have been certainly in my top 50 or given that i said seven fave games they're probably in my top 7 <laughs> there's a few very new ones in here so undertale i do think it definitely deserves a place in the top 100 i'm kind of surprised to see it given that it's actually very recent but i think it's fair enough that it's there number 95 the oregon trail shows that this list is clearly compiled by Americans. There's no FIFA in this list. There's no FIFA. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Saying that they've not put any American sports games in there. Yeah, you're right. There's no Madden, there's no NHL, NBA. There's no sports games in general are there? Is Mario Kart in this list? Yes, Mario Kart must be in this list. Is, that's not a sports game. No, but I'm I was I was going with driving <laughs> racing games first. Well, Burnout is in the list. Oh, Burnout. Okay. funny though maybe that's why i approve of the list actually maybe the person who compiled the list is actually broadly on the same wavelength as me though there are quite a few games in the list that i haven't played many of them are actually in the top 50 so we'll end up covering them anyway i just wanted to bring up the british equivalents of the oregon trail which probably no one outside of the uk would ever have played so did you play granny's garden or the crystal rainforest Which format was this on? Granny's Garden would have been BBC Micro and the Crystal Rainforest was the Archimedes. I may have played Granny's Garden but definitely not the second one. Edutainment titles, man. I'm not sure they were actually that good. Okay, and then to finish up this bottom 50 of the list. Two games on here that I haven't played and I would 
nominate for future book club games perhaps Grim Fandango and Banjo-Kazooie though they're both fairly long Grim Fandango is ten and a half hours it's ten and a half hours story only okay that's not too bad assuming you know the the solutions I don't know what, what they're assuming there you've played it before though yes you're a big fan I love it yes Okay. I mean, I think maybe we could do it even if you played it before, because then that will set the precedent that allows me to choose XCOM and make you play it, even though I've played it before. If you're happy to play it all again, then it's fine. Or Dark Souls Remastered? Yes, If so long as you're happy to join me in the slog, I'm happy to do it. I I am a little bit disappointed I didn't follow through with Dark Souls 3. After the initial investment, I just stopped. You might find it easier playing another one because you won't have the same kind of horrific OMG, is this game for real? If it's your second Souls game. I still remember that troll video you sent me of you taking on that first Oh, just parrying the first boss. Like, this is how you do it, Ting. Boom. (laughs) Backstab. There you go. And Banjo-Kazooie. Actually, I don't know if Banjo-Kazooie is actually any good. It might be a time and place thing. I don't think you need to play Banjo and Kazooie. You've played Mario 64. Maybe if I get an Xbox One and Rare Replay. Do you want to summarise how well you've done in that section of the list then? Oh, okay. Seeing as you suggested it, out of games 100 to 51, I have played... 40 out of 50 and you have played 16 I'm not surprised I thought it was, it was going to be a joint effort but fine do you, do you want to do a joint effort? let's whip up the formula quick oh, okay as a joint effort 43 not bad? not bad on your part on my part so that's three games you've played that I haven't and a whole ton of games that you've played that I haven't. So far, so qualified, I think. So how do you want to do the following 25? Are we just going to list them one by one? Definitely. Number 50. Deus Ex. We both played it. Yes. And finished it? Nope. Oh. Laying the side down ting. It was kind of janky by the time I played it. When did you play it? I played it when it came out. I didn't do that. When did it come out? It's like 2000 or something. I think it came out before I went to university. So I tried to play it during uni. This game just felt so janky compared to Quake and Unreal. And I didn't appreciate what the whole RPG side of it was. I played it like an action shooter still. Granted one where I was in vents a lot of the time. In vents? Crawling in vents spaces. Oh, in vents. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant in vents like you invented something. I was thinking, I don't understand this sentence. 
Could they remaster this or remake this? Is that not what they've tried to do with Human Revolution and Mankind Divided? But remake the game itself. The original game itself? Yes. I mean, clearly they could, but would it really work? I'm asking you. It was a very ambitious game for its time. And it's far better than its immediate sequel, Invisible War, which I was really excited to play and then literally didn't play more than an hour of. I just put it down in disgust. I was like, what is this? Why would you do this to such a beloved game? Consoles ruin everything, man. Back in the day when there was such a huge disparity between PC and console power. All I remember was that all guns used the same ammo. It was just not fun. It just was not fun and unbalanced. It would be like, okay, I'm going to use this rocket launcher. Now I'm out of rockets. I'll use my pistol. No, it uses the same ammo as my rocket launcher. I'm just going to look at them threateningly and run away. Yeah, but the original Deus Ex, work of genius, really, really smart. It was a total jank fest. And yet at the same time, it was amazing. It's not like it was the first immersive sim type game. There were other games that tried to give you these kind of sandbox elements at the same time as being another game. So I'm thinking of like the Ultima games or Ultima Underworld or the System Shock type games. But did Thief do a similar thing? Yeah, Thief felt like Deus Ex in many ways. But Deus Ex just took it to the next level. I just love to explore to the point where I would play it in a slightly ridiculous way where, you know, they, they'd give you options for stealth and they'd give you options for like banging in the door and shooting everyone. And I would often just kind of just do both, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but I was like, I want to experience this whole thing. So I actually played through it multiple times. I think my first playthrough, I used a sniper rifle and a rocket launcher when things got noisy. I definitely had a playthrough where I tried to be inspired by Metal Gear Solid, a cyber ninja. So I just used the tranquilizer crossbow and the dragon tooth sword. And that was actually surprisingly easy because you, you know, it's like screw unlocking this door. I'm just going to smash this door down because I just like buffed strength. It was a great game. I really enjoyed it. And all the conspiracy theory stuff was actually really fun as well. I do think the most recent Deus Ex sequel, or no, prequel, <laughs> is actually pretty good. That game was actually good fun and recaptures a lot of the essence of the first game. So that's Mankind Divided? Yes. Okay, so number 49. Baldur's Gate 2. Shadows of Arm. You're playing through this right now. Still playing through it. Do you have a hours played timer? You've switched to the Enhanced Edition, haven't you? Yeah. So what's your Steam hours played? It's like 45. I'm at chapter 3. I know you keep telling me you'll never finish it at this rate. Oh, that's what you kept saying to me last year. <laughs> the fact it's already been a year. I managed to get to chapter 3 in the... Because I bought, I bought this game twice. I bought the vanilla edition on GOG. I managed to get to chapter 3 as well. So I managed to play through all of chapter 1 and the lengthy chapter 2 twice. Should have finished it by now. But the enhanced edition is really good. Are you going to play the expansion? 
No. No. Okay. Do you have anything to add? Well, we did have a full book club episode on this. So we probably shouldn't rehash it all over again. We could evidently talk about this for over an hour alone. We can have so many links to previous episodes here (laughs) in this whole episode. I really enjoyed it. I have played it. I almost failed my degree because of it, but I managed to pull it back, thankfully. Excellent game. Definitely worthy of a top 50 spot. Would have expected it to be higher. Maybe. We're not critiquing the list, team. (laughs) But in the spirit of critiquing the list, what the hell? Number 48, Ms. Pac-Man. I actually haven't read the list list, so I'm sure they have a justification. I I do know that Ms. Pac-Man was seen as, like, the perfect version of Pac-Man, right? But what is the best version of Pac-Man? I don't know. (laughs) I personally don't really get Pac-Man. But I think it must be uh, you had to be there. Or a hipster. I'm sorry. (laughs) There are just better games now, so (laughs) why would you play Pac-Man? No, I really don't know. Sorry to all Miss Pac-Man fans. Have you played this? Obviously not. I've just said that I have played it, but there's a lot of these games, a lot of the older games particularly, where I just think I've played them, but I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure that at some point I have played Ms. Pac-Man. Probably in an arcade in Brighton for 10p when I was 10 or something. You've got to know you've played the game to say you've played the game. I'm pretty sure I've played the game. If you played it for five minutes and now you're not sure, I'm not so sure that counts. I played it for five minutes. Playing it for five minutes in an arcade is a pro. I'm going to claim I've played this. I'm, I'm putting my mark down and saying, I'm sure I've played Miss Pac-Man. Sorry, Ms. Pac-Man. I don't really get why it's this high on the list, though. 47. Counter-Strike 1.6. I've not played this, embarrassingly. You've played Counter-Strike. I've played Counter-Strike Source and I've played Counter-Strike Go. I never actually played the original Counter-Strike, surprisingly. So you never played from Beta 1 to 1.6? I didn't actually really play that many online games during that era. I mean, we had dial-up internet, so it was obviously kind of difficult in the first place. You had an ISDN line. We got cable, but only after I went to university. Oh, so you didn't have an ISDN line? No, I never had an ISDN line. I confused you with someone else. You confused me with another one of your privileged friends. Yes. No, it wasn't me. We only had dial-up. We had dial-up until I went to university. And at university, there were LAN connections in every room. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, we had that too. <laughs> there you go then. That stop. was me stop cheering. That was you cheering. I thought it was you making a face at me like, you privileged son of a... And then after... Having that for a year, it suddenly opened my eyes to... The internet is amazing. The internet's an amazing thing when it's just always there. And then I got home and I was like, Mum, Mum, I want internets all the time. And she was like, okay, fine, we'll get cable. And then once she had internet all the time, she was like, the internet's an amazing thing once you have it all the time. My mum is surprisingly technological, though. In fact, she would probably put Pokemon Go at, like, top 10 somewhere. She's a level 40 raider on multiple Discord channels for raiding in London. Your mum's on Discord. My mum's on Discord, yeah. 
shockingly. <laughs> is she using like Telegram and other messaging tools that? I think she is. I'm, I'm not even joking. I think she is. My mum is actually a hardcore Pokemon Go raider. Her avatar has a masculine name, so people never realise it's her. There was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, this is a high-level raid group. And she's like, oh, I know. And then they're going, well, who are you then? And then she says her avatar name. And they're like, you're a-. And then surprise and horror ensues as she just crushes everyone with her max-level Pokemon. But back on topic. No, I never played Counter-Strike 1.6. I've played 1.5, but I never made it to 1.6 because Source came out. Do a lot of people still swear that 1.6 was the best? I don't talk to those people. <laughs> I'm sure they are. But clearly from this list, someone claims it to be the best. There are just whole eras of gaming I guess I missed. Like, I missed a lot of early online gaming. Or I engaged with it a different way. Like, I never played, as I said, you know, I never played Counter-Strike 1.6. I did play Star Siege Tribes. But that's a different story. I've just also never been good at Counter-Strike. Actually, you know what? I wonder if after 500 hours of PUBG, I would be less terrible at Counter-Strike. I'm sure I would still not be good. Also, if you said, oh, I've played 500 hours of Counter-Strike, they'd be like, oh, so you're just starting out. Counter-Strike. Jeez. It's a hard game. Moving on. Yes. 46. Persona 4 Golden. I've not played this. I've not played this either. <laughs> is this on the Vita? I think it is on the Vita. Did it get released on the PS3 as well? Don't look at me. <laughs> okay, I'll avert my eyes. Neither of us has played this. We've not played any of the Persona games. We said we wanted to play Persona 5, didn't we? But then we didn't do it. It's long. Long. There's just not enough hours in the day. Month or year. I would still like to play the Persona games. I just... I don't know when I'll actually make a start. They also feel like the sort of game that's kind of too long for the book club, the way that we've been doing the book club games recently. Maybe one day. And then number 45. Earthbound. So we actually did do this one for the book club. Yes, we did. How long is this one? We did four, three episodes. I think it was four. Looking back. Did Earthbound live up to the hype? No. <laughs> Sorry to say it, but... I'm glad I played it, but it didn't change my life. It wears off quite quickly. The n- nostalgia hits you for the first maybe 10 hours, and then after that... I mean, it's a strange and quirky game. It's a Japanese take on Americana... You know, I mean, these days, I would just say play Undertale. You know, if you wanted something that evokes the feeling everyone implies you should get from Earthbound, I would just say play Undertale. Undertale... Undertale's just so good. I would swap the positions of Undertale and Earthbound on this list. I wouldn't. (laughs) Number 44. Resident Evil. We've both played this? Yes. Have you finished it? I have actually never finished it. I have only played the original PS1 version. And I got as far as leaving the main mansion to the guest house. 
and then like a giant spider fell on my face and I was like, mm, I'm going to put this down for a bit. And I just never picked it up again. Actually, is that true? Is there a giant shark as well? Is that in Resident Evil 1? Or is it Resident Evil 2? I have finished Resident Evil 2. I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I haven't finished Resident Evil 1, but I have definitely played it. And you? I played on the GameCube. The remastered version. I did make out the house, but that was it. Oh, so you also haven't finished it? Yes. Oh, for some reason I thought you finished it. No, but you borrowed my PlayStation to play Resident Evil at the meetup because I have trophies for Resident Evil. Ah, yeah. They put the remastered version on PS4 as well, didn't they? And it was a PSN Plus game. So you had it on your PlayStation. Yes, we borrowed your PlayStation 4 for the Halloween retro gaming meetup a while back. And we played Resident Evil and PT. We didn't finish Resident Evil, evidently, though, so it still doesn't help. Good game, bad game, fond memories. Fond memories. Does the remaster have the same terrible dialogue? You almost became a Jill sandwich. Ha 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 ha. The dialogue's the same, but the, I think they've redone the, the voice acting. So the delivery's better, slightly. There's only so much you can do with the dialogue. <laughs> it's just amazing how bad the dialogue is. It's funny, there's like this whole era of games where I guess like a Japanese company makes the game and they just, they need to record English dialogue, but none of them are native English speakers. They can't tell if it's any good or not. They're like, it sounds like English. Yeah, it's not like that these days. It's the only kind of survival horror game that I'll play because I can still shoot. You'll say it's not called survival horror because I have weapons. That's your definition, isn't it? No! Resident Evil 1 is the prototypical survival horror. Let's go and have a discussion about game design. You have a minute. I have a minute? Okay. Resident Evil 1 is the prototypical survival horror. Yes, you have guns. Yes, you can shoot and kill the enemies. But you're kind of not meant to. It's actually very difficult to shoot. So you have clunky controls. Actually, you played the remaster, so maybe you didn't have clunky controls because you didn't have the tank controls, as they called them. So in the later Resident Evil games, they do drift away from survival horror toward action to the point where like Resident Evil 4... The shooting is much more dynamic. You're expected to actually have gunfights and fire lots of bullets and kill people. But Resident Evil 1 and the early Resident Evil games, it's much more efficient just to run. So they really emphasise the survival. I quite like the balance. I never felt powerless. Yeah, it's not like a full-on horror game, like a Amnesia, for example, where you literally have nothing to defend yourself with other than hiding.
43. Diablo 2. We both played this? Yes. On PC? Of course. Was it on anything else? <laughs> I'm scratching my head. Diablo 2, I remember very fondly as being an amazing game. But, but now I think back, Diablo 2 at release, kind of meh. But then the expansion pack came out, and that was amazing. It just somehow tweaked everything very slightly, and it just it just somehow added so much replayability and so much more fun to it. There was just like the loot grind and like the unique weapons or the rune words or the I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I think also it was at a time of my life when I just had like way too much time, and it was like perfectly fine just playing disturbing amount of this computer game. I didn't get along with the art style. It was just too gloomy. The art style was great. I really liked the art style. So you're a fan of Diablo 3 and they're rainbow demons, are you? I quite liked Diablo 3. I'm not sure how I feel about Diablo 3. I really enjoyed playing Diablo 3 with the four of us. Diablo 3 is fun, but in a different way to Diablo 2. Diablo 3 just seems so much less deep. Diablo 3, before it was released, when they were doing like the concept trailers of like how the game mechanics would work, sounded like it was going to be really amazingly deep and give you so many customization options. Like They talked about having runes and attaching runes to your skills and it changing the behavior of the skills. But then when it actually released, it was following... I think all the Blizzard games have gone this way, including World of Warcraft, which we'll get to later. But, you know, there's no skill trees. There's no real... There's no real choice in how you build a character. You just unlock a skill and then everyone unlocks that skill at the same time. So it's just, I don't know, it just didn't feel as special. But this is about Diablo 2. So Diablo 2, excellent game. Back in the day, I don't think games used to track how much time you played them. So I couldn't tell you how long I played. It definitely felt like I played it a lot. Having said that, a lot of the time when I think I've played something a lot, I actually haven't played it that many hours I mean, the game I've played the most ever in a tracked state is PUBG, which is now at 500 hours. But 500 hours is nothing compared to some other people, you know, who have multiple thousands of hours on record for perhaps multiple games even. So I felt like I played a lot of Diablo 2, but I would often encounter people who had just gear that was many 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 times better than mine like i don't think i ever reached level 99 for example on any of my characters i had multiple characters that got to like 60 or 70 but i I never ever hit max level and it was back in the days where you had to log in every x days or they delete your character i didn't know that yeah it was back before storage became so cheap that no one cared about it so i think i created and lost many many characters I only ever had one Stone of Jordan. So back in the days of the Diablo 2 SOJ economy, I was actually a pauper, really, let's be honest. Did you play it much? No, I didn't <laughs> Didn't get along with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for some reason, when I was at school, my friends and I used to really enjoy playing the multiplayer and we would just hog the phone line. <laughs> late at night so you know our parents wouldn't be like aunt mabel's gonna call get off the phone we'd be like playing it at like two in the morning or something and then 
yeah, it probably wasn't it probably wasn't very healthy. Man, there's this cluster of Blizzard games. Yes. Number 42. StarCraft. Did these come out at a similar time? I remember playing a whole bunch of StarCraft with the same friends I played Diablo 2 with. I was really bad at StarCraft. It's not every day you say you're really bad at something. I think I really wanted to be good at StarCraft, but looking back, objectively, I was really bad at StarCraft. I just didn't understand how to play it. I played Command & Conquer. I played Warcraft 2, and I was like, I know how to play an RTS. I'm good at RTS games. I was not good at RTS games. All I knew how to do was just, like, build a lot of stuff. I just didn't really understand the whole concept of, like, inflows and outflows and, you know. I just turtled. The thing is, I played as the Zerg because I liked the idea of the Zerg. I thought they sounded cool. But I just turtled as the Zerg. I mean, these are, like, the two most incompatible things. Like, if you're going to turtle, you should play as, what, like, the Terrans or even the Protoss probably are more viable for turtling. Terrans, for sure. Turtling as a Zerg player... Is just idiocy. And yet I did it. I was like, it's fine. I'm going to build loads of those tentacle things to defend my base. And it's just like, you're playing it wrong. You're playing it wrong. I also didn't understand like tactics. Like the only time I managed to win was just like Hydralisk Rush. It's like Hydralisk Rush. Build more Hydralisks. Nothing counters Hydralisks. Sometimes it worked. Or just build the death ball and just send everything in. Just build the death ball. Yeah. I did get a bit better. Like, by the time, many years later, that StarCraft 2 came out, I did understand the concept of Zerg Rush. You know, I learned to six-pull, but whatever. <laughs> I was still pretty bad, though. You play this? No. Not at all? StarCraft, no. Did we get the original free? Yeah, they released the original one. The unremastered, unHD'd version, I think, for free. When they're going to do a HD one? Yeah, they did. It's already out, isn't it? It's already out. That's why they re-released the original one for free. 41. World of Warcraft. You ever played this? No. Oh, I played the, you know, the free first five levels of free, first ten levels. Something like that. So someone gave me one of those tickets. That was it. How did you find it? Exciting. But not enough to subscribe. No, I'm not subscribing. Come on. It is fun. I played it in vanilla before any of the expansion packs came out. But it was a real grind back then. So I got to level 40-something and then put it down. And then picked it up maybe a year or so later after the first expansion. Hit max level. Which was... It must have been 70 at the time of the first expansion. I ended up in a top-tier raiding guild. I'm sure I've told this story before, actually. You have, you have. <laughs> yeah, the circumstances of how I ended up in this raiding guild were slightly bizarre. And then I just played that for like a year. It just like took over my life. It was actually quite bad. Good. I would say good. <laughs> were you happy? Were you stressed? I guess I was stressed about what am I doing with my life? But it was definitely fun. It was definitely fun. It's the social aspect more than the gaming aspect once you get to that point. Because you, you feel like you're letting people down if you don't raid. Because, you know, you really needed every single person to be on point to get through the top level content. But then the next expansion came out and Blizzard kind of 
paradigm shifted. And you can understand why they did this as well. You, you know, we talked about how they don't make secret content so much in games anymore because it's expensive to produce content and they want everyone to see it. So the raids, they wanted everyone to be able to do the raids. And so they dramatically simplified the raids so that more people could experience them, which is a noble goal. But it also meant that it was kind of less fun. It was less about getting through the raid and more about getting achievements for doing the raids in ridiculous ways. And I just didn't really enjoy that. So in a way, it was a good thing because it it gave me the impetus to put it down and do something else in my life. Not that I really did anything else. Sad face. Move to Hong Kong. Move to Hong Kong. That's right. And actually, I mentioned before the dumbing down of it. I don't really know what's happened to it since, but the last time I looked at it, I saw that in the next major expansion, they were going to take away all the skill trees and it became more like Diablo 3. You just unlocked things as time went on, but there were no options to choose anymore. You just unlocked stuff. So that seemed a bit sad. I think they're trying to bring the skill trees and the complexity back again, though, because they realized that in simplifying it, they made it more accessible, but they also turned off a large portion of the people who actually played the game. And so I know there's classic, isn't it? They're going to release. But even if you're new, that you're, it's easier to, to finish the game, if you will. There's less impetus or reason to start a new character. Anyhow, I don't think I'll be going back to it. Although, you never know. Maybe this time next year I'll be like, yeah, so 7,000 hours of World of Warcraft. <laughs> Obviously not. There's not 7,000 hours in a year, are there? I don't know. Let's not calculate that. 40. Star Wars? Knights of the Old Republic. I'm sad I've never played this game. You've never played this game? No. Do you know the plot of this game? No. I'm not going to say anything about the plot. Other than that, it's amazing. There's a moment in it where I was just like, what? Great game. Is it canon? I don't think so. I don't think anything's canon anymore. Didn't Disney... Disney just like decanonified everything. Except for their main... Except for their movies. Except for hyperspace ramming. Hyperspace ramming? Why don't we just do this all the time? Sorry, sorry. It's a good thing I wasn't actually a Star Wars super fan. <laughs> so I'm only mildly like, ugh, it was stupid, but at least the lightsaber fights were good. Number 39. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Did you see this trailer? Nope, I did not see this trailer. It was very cinematic military action trailer could have been for a film this is the misleading trailer right yes it is because it implies that the hero of the game is snake but decade old spoilers is raiden and this was a ps2 game yeah it was this is literally the whole era of games that i haven't played because i had an american ps2 and actually couldn't easily buy games in the uk Again, I think it's something we covered in a different app previously. The reasons why I ended up with this American PS2. So, yeah, I haven't played this. Not going to either. I don't know. You could imagine we could do a Metal Gear retrospective. 
You're shaking your head. No, please don't go there. No, no, there's a shocked face. <laughs> Swaying left and right. What's going on? We've played MGS5. We can go backwards. We could start over from the beginning. You've played this already. Yes. You finished it? Yes. It was good? It was incredible. It was incredible? It was incredible for however old ting, teenager ting. Easily impressed. You know, when you're a teenager, everything's cool. Should I play it? Not really. Okay. Or Witcher 3. Oh, jeez. Yes. Witcher 3. The, the backlog is out of control. 38. Final Fantasy 6. AKA Final Fantasy 3. I may have played this then without really knowing it. Wait, when would you have played this? I've got a DS. No, oh, I played Final Fantasy. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the DS Final Fantasy 3 is the actual Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> so, jeez, Ting, come on, get your, <laughs> get your Final <laughs> So, brief history, Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy 2, as it was released in, I'm going to say, the West, where by the West I actually mean America, was actually Final Fantasy 4 in Japan. And the Final Fantasy 3 that was released in America on the Super NES was actually Final Fantasy 6 in Japan. So in North America, they only got Final Fantasies 1, 4 and 6. We completely missed 2, 3 and 5. And I say we completely missed. We in the UK missed all of them. The first Final Fantasy game to be released in the UK was actually Final Fantasy 7. So again, I'm sure I've mentioned in a previous episode... I really wanted to play this game because it got covered extensively in Superplay, which was the Super NES magazine I used to buy. I really, really, really wanted to play this. I did eventually acquire it on an emulator when I actually got a PC powerful enough to emulate a Super Nintendo and then actually never finished it. <laughs> like the reality of it didn't live up to the hype or the many years later when I finally played it. I guess it wasn't quite as engaging as I imagined it would have been when I was a kid. I did play like 60-70% of the way through it, but then I don't know what made me stop. I probably ended up playing Baldur's Gate instead and that just grabbed me more. You know, I can't remember the exact circumstances of why I never finished. And then it's since been released on literally everything. So you can get it on your phone, you could get it on PS1... I'm pretty sure you could get it on like Game Boy SP and the DS and all these other things too. You know, they eventually released it everywhere on everything. I do own it now on my SNES Classic. But it's funny. They did actually have to renumber all the Final Fantasy games and admit, yeah, actually there's a whole bunch of them you didn't get. 37. Mass Effect 2. The pinnacle of Mass Effect? Is it? If that's my question to you, that's what I've put in my notes. Have you played them? Any of them? I've played two. Oh, you've played two? Yes. Do you finish two? Of course not. <laughs> I've played all of eight hours, maybe. The thing is, there's too much context switching between games, so I thought, I'm going to put you on hold for now. I'll come back to you. And you just never came back to it? Yeah. Mass Effect 2 changes the balance slightly to be more action-focused, I think. Because Mass Effect 1 is more RPG-like... I don't know. I mean, I played Mass Effect 2. I did enjoy it. I couldn't really say it was that much better than Mass Effect 1. I guess it depends why you're playing these games. I don't think I enjoyed any of them as much as 
clearly other people did. I mean, I've never finished Mass Effect 3, though I did make a start at it. I think the series just didn't grab me the same way as, say, the Baldur's Gate games did. You know, they come from an era of Bioware games where they became much more formulaic. Again, I've mentioned this before, you know, Dragon Age suffers from the same problem of, oh, let's have four quests you can do any order, and then a fifth one that unlocks once you've done them all. Is that such a bad formula? Yes. It's just so bland. You know, look at Baldur's Gate 2. That's just so much grander and all over the place. I think that's how I'm playing Mass Effect 2, expecting what I've experienced with Baldur's Gate 2. Yeah, and that's thus the disappointment. I've not uncovered the disappointment yet. It's not bad by any means. It is a very good game. But it just didn't grab me quite the same way. And I never quite found the energy to finish 3. So is it 2, 1, 3? I think what really turned me off 3 was the mandatory multiplayer. I don't think it's still the case, but at launch, the only way to get the best ending was to play the multiplayer. And I just I just thought that seemed stupid. 36. Pokemon Yellow. Without the, the numerals, I have no idea. It's a first-gen Pokemon game. It's like red and blue. But it's based on the anime, so Pikachu is your starter and follows you around. The new Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee are based on Pokemon Yellow. So they're basically remakes of Pokemon Yellow for the Switch but with Pokemon Go-like mechanics. I say I played it. My sister owned it, so I, like, kind of played it. I've played and finished Pokemon Red, so... I didn't say I finished this, but I think that counts as playing it, certainly. We've just had a quick break, and we're back. We've just had a quick break. We've just had a quick two-hour break. We've managed to wake up your daughter. She's managed to fall over sideways from her walker toy and bump herself in the head. On a tiled floor, poor girl. Oh dear. Your wife has come back. She's She's been very good about the whole thing, but maybe she's secretly judgmental. She's okay. She's okay? Mm, I feel bad about it. I feel bad about everything right now. It's, it's all on me. It's my inner pain. been watching Agretico. It turns out it doesn't make anything better. It's like wallowing in it. What's going on? But you like to wallow. I like to wallow. It's not healthy. Anyway... Let's continue. 35. The Legend of Zelda. You've never had a NES. You've never played this. Nope. I had a NES. I played this. I never finished it. The end. I played it as a, like, 10-year-old or something. I haven't played it recently. I'm sure I could finish it now. It's not actually that big a game. It just seems daunting when you're young. Since we're talking about these games, I may as well give you a random anecdote about it. I distinctly remember when playing this, there's a bit where you get to a secret cave and you can choose either a medicine bottle that heals you or a heart container. And I was like, oh, the obvious thing to do is take the heart container. So I'm going to take the medicine bottle. I was an idiot when I was young. You've got an incredulous face. I don't understand what just happened. Yeah, I was really dumb. I don't know, what can I say? It's just good marketing. I just have this persona of being smart. I'm actually a total moron, I'm just winging it. But you did realise you made the wrong decision at some point. I immediately realised I've made a terrible mistake. 
But then I just carried on. I just carried on. No U-turns. No U-turns. No looking back. This is before I became a safe scumming scumbag. I don't know. There needs to be a better way of putting this. A safe scumming loser? I don't know. Kevin would use the word slut. <laughs> I was... You know what? Yeah, I was going to say something like that, but then I managed to resist. But then you just did it anyway, so it's fine. I use Kevin as my shield. Use Kevin as your shield. Oh, dear. Okay, let's not go there. So moving on. I apologise for Kevin and myself, actually. So moving on. 34. Bloodborne. You haven't played this? Nope. But you own it. I do own it. On PlayStation Plus. It's like the best game. It's not really like the best game. I'm kidding. A lot of people really love it, though. A lot of people like it over and above Dark Souls because it's much more action-oriented. I prefer Dark Souls. You're asked to be more aggressive, right? Yes. I mean, I have the Platinum trophy for this. It must be the best, like, the best game. <laughs> it's only because the Platinum trophy for this doesn't require you to do loads and loads of grinding. It's literally all based on killing bosses. And I killed all the main story bosses and I killed all the optional bosses too. So, I don't know what more to say about it. It's like a, a gothic, aggressive, faster-paced... Dark Souls, Cthulhu Mythos kind of setting. How many Platinums do you have? I think just that one. Usually Platinums ask you to do something completely unreasonable. Like, collect all of this thing, or wait two hours to do this thing, or I don't know. But this one was just play the game and all the optional content. It, I mean, it's hard. And it's made harder by the fact that at least when I was playing it, the summoning seemed to be really unreliable. So you couldn't just cheese it like you can with Dark Souls, where you just summon help for every boss. I basically killed every boss solo. Sometimes that required four or five hours of learning. I do remember trying to cheese this boss for hours before I eventually just decided, right, I really have to learn how to beat this boss. And if I'd just done that from the start, it would have been much quicker, actually. But there's a lot of resistance. It's really funny you know, how your brain resists certain things. And playing a Soulsborne game at all, I think there's a lot of resistance to that. And even if you are playing one, learning to play it properly, there's a lot of resistance to that too. You often are just like, oh, please, let's just cheese this. Rather than let's learn to dodge, let's learn to parry, let's learn to recognise when an attack is incoming. So the Platinum wasn't that easy it wasn't that easy in that I had to kill all the bosses and all the optional bosses, but by the time I got to all the optional content, I was pretty good at the game. I mean, I wasn't streamer good at the game, but I was good enough to finish it. Depends on the streamer you're watching. <laughs> I was better than like a comically bad streamer, yes. I mean, given that I do stream PUBG and I'm terrible at PUBG, I was probably better at Bloodborne than I was at PUBG. You should have streamed Bloodborne. <laughs> Maybe.
33. Metroid Prime. I never actually personally owned a GameCube. It was actually my youngest sister that had the GameCube. So I played Metroid Prime when I was back from university in the summer holidays, but I never finished it. I think I got as far as having all the beams and all the visors, but I never actually really got to the end. Because it got too boring? It was kind of dull. It's kind of slow paced and there's a lot of backtracking and I don't know, I didn't feel quite the same way about it as I did about the 2D Metroids. But you had this because you did have a GameCube. Yes. And you finished it? I finished it. Because I have rules which I stubbornly stick by. Oh wait, did it get 95 on Metacritic? Yes, it did. (laughs) I still don't get it. You know, there was all this palaver with comparing Metroid Prime to Halo. Is that right? Did they come out at the same time and... Guess they must have done. They were saying, oh, but one is a first-person shooter, one is a first-person adventure. And those in the Metroid Prime camp really loved it, but I don't see how it's that good. The backtracking gets to it. I think we should play Super Metroid one day. Or indeed, Super Metroid Link to the Past crossover. <laughs> maybe we should start with just Super Metroid. And then you can see maybe why people were so excited by it. Because it was a 3D Super Metroid, pretty much. But I think Super Metroid was better. I don't know, the 3Dness, it was just kind of clunky and slow the 3dness isn't the problem maybe i i won't enjoy super metroid is what i'm saying yeah perhaps isn't there some glaring continuity error in the game because again spoilers for a decade old game and these are spoilers that i don't really know myself because i never got to the end oh don't test me the metroid prime which i think is the the final boss has loads of weapons grafted onto it by the space pirates. But then there's also some other bit of the game where the space pirates talk about how they're trying to get to the Metroid Prime. So if they couldn't get there, how do they put the weapons on? I didn't play this for the story, is my disclaimer. (laughs) Let me guess, you played it with the sound off as well. Quite, yeah, probably. (laughs) It's hilarious. 32. Resident Evil 4. I mentioned this one earlier as an example of how Resident Evil changed. Much more action-focused. I'm talking about this as if I played it. I've never played this game. I've literally never played this game. This is why it works. We never know what you've played and what you haven't. (laughs) So knowledgeable. This was originally on GameCube? Yes. You have it? Yes. You played it? Yes. Did it get 95? Yes. So you finished it? Yes. Nice. I think I have it on the Wii. Does that make sense? Was it on the Wii? It was, yes. I think I might have it on PC as well. It's on on everything. I think I might actually have it on iPad. Was there a version of it for iPad? It might not be the full game. It might be like a cut down version. I don't know. I don't think it works anymore. There was a whole time when a whole bunch of games got published on iPad and then they didn't get updated for the new OS and they just vanished. The Wii version had motion controls? I think it had motion aiming, yeah. I never played it. I kept wanting to play it, which is why I keep acquiring it on various different platforms and then never quite getting there. I mean, when this one came out, it was hailed as a bold new direction for the series. Yes. It was much faster paced. It was much more action-y. I think people were tired of the very slow, plodding survival 
Yes. But if you hadn't played 2 and 3 and you weren't tired of the slow-plodding survival, then... 3's not very slow-plodding survival. 3's a weird being chased by a monster through the city kind of... Well, it doesn't exactly work. It feels like it should be faster-paced, but because the controls are still really clunky, it doesn't encourage you to shoot, and thus it's a bit odd. Nemesis, right? Nemesis, yeah. I think Capcom really considered Veronica to be the true Resident Evil 3, but they had a contract to produce three Resident Evils for PlayStation, and hence Nemesis. Knowledge. I might have just made that up, you don't know. <laughs> I'll try and find a reference for it. Either that, or I'll just put a citation needed in the notes. 31. The Witcher 3. Your next game. <laughs> Does this have 95 on Metacritic? Nope. Oh, so you're off the hook. It may have done on another platform like the Xbox. So it didn't get 95 on PlayStation or PC. Yeah. Hmm. It's a flawed system. I'm a dumb person. I have bits of OCD. I really think that I should play it. But at the same time, I just can't quite bring myself to start it. Because I know it's going to be a 100-hour marathon. I think that's too responsible a way to do it. Games isn't about forward planning. It's the sort of game, though, where you can't pick it up and put it down because there's so much... Well, I don't know. I mean, you may think differently because obviously that's what you've done with Baldur's Gate 2 and you've just stretched it out over a long, long, long time. But because I care more about the story, I think if I were to put it down, I would forget what was going on and then I'd try and pick it up and I'd be like, what's the point? Like, I, don't, I just don't remember what's going on anymore. Exactly. You're right. We play for different reasons. So for me, I don't think I'd start it unless I thought I could finish it. And I just, I just don't know. I don't know when I'll feel like that's the case. I have the same problem with films where when something's supposed to be important, you know, an important piece of cinema, I won't watch it unless I think I can devote proper attention to it. But you'll find time to, um... Watch six hours of a guy eating military rations. Well, I was going to go with things like... The Expanse, or Westworld is a better example. Yeah, but those are in one-hour chunks. But you... I suppose a movie's only a two-hour chunk. I don't know, man. But you'll manage to binge a season of television in two, three days. But I often really resist that, too. You know, I really resisted watching Westworld. I've really resisted watching Breaking Bad. Like, I know Breaking Bad's supposed to be really good, but I've just never started, because I know... If I start it, I'll probably have to finish it. And it just seems like it's too much. Are you watching Westworld? I'm not watching Westworld. Well, I watched Westworld season one. I thought it was really good. I'd really like to watch Westworld season two, but there's no way to legally acquire it in Hong Kong short of subscribing to HBO, which I just don't want to... I don't want to subscribe to linear TV. It's the 21st century. And my piracy game is no longer on point. Well, to be honest... I mean, I've got so many other legal things to do. I'm not going to illegally download a TV show. You know, there's just so many other things to do. You should have your own column and that should be your title. Piracy. Ain't, got, ain't no one got time for that. Linear TV. <laughs> Linear TV. And my piracy game isn't on point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. Oh, Hashtag relevant. So number 30. Metal Gear Solid. I've played it on PlayStation 1. I got to Psychomantis. I never actually finished it. 
Because you couldn't beat Psycho Mantis. No, I could beat Psycho Mantis. I know the just, trick. Just checking. I distinctly remember in the Psycho Mantis fight, randomly the screen goes black and it says Hideo in like green letters on the screen, but in kind of the font that old TVs used to to do. And I totally didn't get it. I was like, Hideo? Because <laughs> obviously I didn't know who Hideo Kojima was at the time. But it wasn't my copy of MGS. I was actually borrowing it from a friend. So that's my excuse for not finishing it. We just swapped games for a bit and we swapped back. Can't remember what I swapped it for. What did you think of it? I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it. But obviously not enough to finish it. He was playing through it. I watched him play it. And so I've seen most of the game. I assume he eventually finished it. The first I ever saw him get when I was around there and we were playing it together was the Metal Gear Rex fight. But, you know, we were unable to actually finish it. You've played this? Finished it twice, which is very rare for me. Did it get 95? No, it was just really good. It's just really good. Wow, maybe this shows that your system is flawed. But this was a long time ago. It was the Twin Snakes version on the GameCube where they filled it with over-the-top cinematics. But it's already well established. I like these military adventure action shooter games. 29. Super Mario Galaxy. I would try and do a theatrical Mario voice, but I just don't have it in me today. Sorry. Sorry. This is like the doom spiral. This is like revealing too much. There was that episode Melancholy where I just went slightly mad. There was another episode which we didn't even release where I totally like went into this doom spiral. What about anger management? Oh, no, it was anger, anger man- management, man. <laughs> I've had people check up on me and say, you're right. I just listened to anger management. And those were the ones we released. Just think of the episodes we didn't. There weren't that many of them. <laughs> there weren't that many of them, implying there was more than one. <laughs> I'm still here, okay? Yeah, and so am I. <laughs> so you haven't finished this. No. But you've played it. Yes. And it has 95 on Metacritic. I'm on. I'm working on it. How are you working on it? It's on the list. It's on the list, okay. That's good progress. You want them to put this on the Switch in HD? Oh, I'd love it. Uh, yes. That would solve your problem. And then we play it for the book club. Would we? I don't know. I was oh, fine. We don't have to. I no, just assumed I, that's where you were going with this. We don't make you play games you've already played. Oh, okay. That's the general rule. Okay. It's a long game. It's very good. It's funny because previously I'd always said that I liked Super Mario 64 more than the subsequent ones. And that Galaxy felt very linear. But... Thinking back, actually, Galaxy definitely did have a certain magic to it. You know, a charm all of its own. The music in particular, I think, was just amazing. When you hear the music for Super Mario Galaxy, it just brings back all of these, all of these feelings. More so than Odyssey. Yeah, more so than Odyssey. I mean, the, yeah, it was, it's amazing. Is this one where you actually listen to the music? Definitely. 28. Shadow of the Colossus. Does this have a 95 on Metacritic? No. It must score pretty highly, though. 90-something, yeah. This one was, like, technically amazing on PS2. Like, it's, it's got some implementation of HDR on the PS2. I mean, like, obviously not HDR the TV standard, but it's, you know, got an HDR kind of rendering algorithm. It's pretty far ahead of its time. It's just a succession of boss battles, basically. 
Not very long. Not very long. It's quite long. It's almost like a puzzle game. You know, you have to figure out how to take down each colossus. Some of them are pretty obvious. Others of them... I remember when I played it, I was trying to not use a guide and just being stumped for an embarrassing length of time. There's also all the strange lore and, like, the less is more storytelling. You know, is it connected to Ico or is it Eco, however you pronounce it? I haven't played The Last Guardian, actually, so... <laughs> it's another one on the backlog. You don't have it. I don't even have it, no. I managed to resist buying it. I, at least I wasn't that stupid this time. I'll buy it when I have time to play it. Or wait till it comes on PSN+. Plus. Yeah, that's right. That's the smart move. You've not played it? I guess it's a PS2 game. It's on the backlog, actually. Oh, okay. I won't finish it, but I'll play it. I might even finish it because it's not that long. Unless I get stumped. I specially bought this one from America. Years later, after the end of the PS2 era, I was actually in America for work and I went and bought a whole bunch of, you know, important PS2 games that I thought I had missed and then played them. Or at least tried to play them. Like, I never finished Kingdom Hearts, for example. Is Kingdom Hearts on this list? I don't think so. Well, I approve of that because I haven't finished it. (laughs) 27. Bioshock. We've talked about this one a lot. Yeah, we have it where there's an episode for this. So I guess we don't have to talk about it now. (laughs) One thing. I'm disappointed that I didn't play this before Infinite. Would it have made it make more sense? No, but the Infinite ending just kind of stole this one's... Help me find the word. Thunder? Yes. The reveal for this one. Yes. Yeah, I, I do think Bioshock peaks in the middle of the game. And then it's all downhill from there. I do think Infinite, they got it right in that, you know, Infinite definitely peaks at the end. Yeah, but the payoff is almost too late. Yes, the payoff is almost too late, actually. I almost was like, oh, geez, this game, what's the point? And then, bam, everything was worth it. With Infinite, I stopped playing. I said, oh, Kez, I think I'm almost done. And then he said, oh, if you're almost done, let me sit down with you and finish it. We'll finish it together. And that really helped me push through and I shared it with Kez. Yeah, it would be a big shame if you played Infinite and didn't get the reveal. And it would be an even bigger shame if you played Bioshock and didn't get the reveal because it's only halfway through. And it's such a classic gaming moment. So the last one for today. 26. Zelda. Breath of the Wild. I think we both picked this as our top game of 2017. Yes. We've both played it. We've both finished it. My comment here is, it's wonderful. When I saw this at E3, it was the first time I'd been genuinely excited for a computer game in many years. But not the horse demo. Not the <laughs> When I saw the horse demo, I was like, if I had Nintendo stock, I would sell it. Like, <laughs> Nintendo's over, man. But when I saw the demo where they freeze time and then hit the rock, or drop the burning branch on the valley full of wind and the fire spreads up the valley. That was mind-blowing. That was truly... Nintendo has done something different. Nintendo has taken something everybody loved and fused it with all the things 
that they were missing. You know, all the advancements in the genre or in, you know, sandbox games. It's like they they mixed, you know, Dark Souls and Deus Ex and all these other games that I love and just shoved them in Zelda as well. Sounds a bit much. The Dark Souls is a bit tenuous, let's be honest. Deus Ex as well. What? It's, it's sandbox. It's mechanics. It's it's sneaky. It's, no, I don't know. It's very good. There's maybe too much cooking. It's not perfect. Not enough durability. Not enough dur- Yeah. It could be better, but it's it's by far and away the best game they've made in a very long time. Could have been in the top 10. Yeah, it, okay. You're right. For me, maybe it should have been in the top 10. I don't know. We'll find out what's in the the top 10 in the next one. If we ever do this again. Let's see how this one turns out. Let's see how this one turns out. Or if I'm just going to be nondescriptly sad. If you hear me saying this, I judged it wasn't too bad. So that's it. No, we need to score ourselves. Oh, okay. So from 50 to 26, I have played 20 out of a possible 25. You alone is winning this game. Ting, your score is... 13. Not bad. 50%-ish. Not good, but not bad. And so between us, 22. We are super qualified to do this podcast, by the way. That's what I've realised today. If nothing else, is that you are qualified. (laughs) You are qualified to do a podcast, and I am helpful to you. You're helpful to me. You're helpful to me by providing a quiet recording environment. By just playing Metal Gear, basically. (laughs) By playing, by playing, yes, you're playing Metal Gear has improved our score. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. That's it? That's it. What what am I grateful for? (laughs) I'm grateful that we're here today at... 7.40pm on the 1st of June 2nd of June June, and we've completed this recording at great personal cost what are you grateful for Sir Michael what are you grateful for (laughs) (laughs) we should keep this in we should keep this in (laughs) what are you grateful for Sir Michael I'm grateful this is over I don't, I don't know how this recording is going to come out in the edit, but I can tell you that the unedited version is a hilarious, <laughs> hilarious story of random noises. So Michael says bye. Goodbye.